0: Thank you for joining the Move the Stairs podcast. I'm Diane Mulligan with my colleagues Mitch Jelniger and Jordan Sherman.
1: You may be wondering, what does Move the Stairs mean? It's our philosophy, how we look at every challenge as an opportunity.
0: When you move the stairs, you take the steps other people might not, creating customer loyalty, nurturing great relationships with the media, and building a resilient CBD, hemp, and medical marijuana brand.
2: Over the next 20 minutes or so, We'll talk with the brightest minds, the savviest business leaders, and reporters in the CBD space.
1: You'll learn how brand protection PR can help your CBD, hemp, or medical marijuana business stand head and shoulders above your competitors.
0: And you'll be on your way to making the most of any challenge. That's what we call Move the Stairs. Let's get started.
2: Well, welcome to Move the Stairs. This is episode 77. We're recording on Friday, February 17th, 2023. Diane is traveling today, so Jordan and I will have the honors today to uh, be your hosts. And we're glad to hear you're joining us for today's exciting conversation.
1: Yes, I've passed the traveling baton to Diane. Um, You guys did a wonderful job holding down the fort for uh, episode 76. Excited to get that cut and upload it to the website. But today, we're focusing on 77. We're so excited to be speaking with Shannon Donnelly, who in 2020 was named one of the most influential women in cannabis by Green Entrepreneur. Right now, Shannon is the cannabis process navigator for the city and county of Denver, so you know it's going to be an exciting conversation there. We're going to ask her how this new city position came about and why it's so important for the cannabis industry, and not only to the industry, but to consumers as well.
2: Absolutely. And if you've watched our Move the Stairs podcast, you know that we often discuss the importance of building customer loyalty. So Shannon's going to share how the city of Denver uh, it could be helping cannabis businesses build that bridge with your customers.
1: We'll talk with Shannon about the city's role in educating the public through a program called the Cannabis Cares Program. That'll be a great conversation.
2: Yeah, it's a new one. So it'll be good education for folks. And as always, we always ask our guests for tips on building a resilient brand. This is great for any business owner. So we're going to hear Shannon's take on that as well. So let's bring Shannon into the studio. Shannon, thank you so much for joining us on this Move the Stairs podcast. First of all, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background, if you would.
3: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So I've been working in the Colorado cannabis industry since 2007. Um, Yeah, 2007, not 17. (laughs) I've been in the industry for over 15 years, and I started just working in dispensaries, educating consumers on what medical products might be best for them. And then I actually started two of my own companies, one of them called Higher Standard, where I helped people enter the cannabis space or helped businesses take that next level of growth in their business, whether that was opening multiple different stores or even working with like celebrity brands. Um, before I worked with the city, I was working with Jerry Garcia Wellness, um, Jerry Garcia's CBD brand. So um, have a lot of experience working with businesses, but also I did at-home cannabis parties for about seven years for women. Um, we did like women, weed and wine events and like women, weed and wellness events as well. And then in 2018, 2019, I actually started working on the south side of Chicago with entrepreneurs who qualified as social equity applicants. And that's actually what brought me to my role today with the city and county of Denver as the cannabis process navigator. Yes, that is my government title, Cannabis Process Navigator. Um, And then outside of working at the city and county of Denver, I also am the cannabis professor at the School of Hospitality at MSU Denver at Auraria Campus. So definitely lots of experience in cannabis, and I just love now working for the city in a very unique role. Yeah, you're busy. (laughs) I am. Yeah, no kidding.
1: I'm so glad that we don't have to put, you know, our our affiliations and titles after our names on the screen here. We we might not have enough room for you, Shannon. (laughs) Tell us a little bit more. (laughs) Uh, Tell us a little bit more about, you know, what your job as cannabis process navigator entails. What's, What's kind of your day to day for the city and county of Denver?
3: Yeah, so I'm actually the only employee in the city and county of Denver that full-time focuses on cannabis. And so I have a few different roles. One of my roles is helping our internal departments navigate cannabis licensing. We have brand new licenses here in Denver, hospitality licenses. So I'm working with you know the fire department to see, to see how we can smoke weed inside, right? But then on the other side of that, I'm actually working with our social equity applicant and our licensees within Denver to help them get licensed and navigate the city processes that sometimes can be a lot, right? Um, About 60% of my job is also focusing on, like I said, our social equity applicants, which are individuals who have been disproportionately affected by the war on drugs and helping them get licensed, but also creating programs that support their businesses once they become operational.
2: Cool. Yeah, so you're busy with that position as well. So you know from your experience in all this that, you know, cannabis, CBD businesses, hemp businesses, it's tough out there. They face some tough competition. So they're always looking for ways to build that customer loyalty, to set themselves apart from maybe others. And here's what's fun is that the city of Denver has a way for these businesses to stand out, be recognized, if you will. With the soon-to-be unveiled program, you're calling this Cannabis Cares, What is that? What is Cannabis Cares? What is that program?
3: Yeah, we know that our cannabis industry here in Colorado cares, right? But what we were seeing is that businesses helping in their communities, helping with diversity or sustainability within their businesses, but not being recognized for that. So within Excise and Licensing, which is the department that I work in, we're creating a badging badging and recognition program for our cannabis businesses. And what this will do is it will give businesses the ability to stand out and actually show cannabis consumers what they care about about so that they connect with the values of the consumers for the values of the business. And we actually saw a program like this in Michigan. Michigan has something called Social Equity All-Stars, which allows businesses to go above and beyond and help social equity applicants. And then they get recognition from the state. And so here in Denver, I sat and I met with over 30 businesses to see what are they currently doing? And they're doing a lot in their communities but unfortunately cannabis consumers don't know about it and so we're creating cannabis cares which will have five different badges community engagement sustainability diversity and inclusion social equity and minority contracting to allow cannabis businesses and cbd businesses to stand out with consumers that care
1: that's cool that, that's quite a program, um, and, yeah. and it's, I think it's really cool that you've seen that it's worked in other states, and it's exciting that you're bringing it to Colorado, with Colorado kind of being the original, one of the original pioneers um, for cannabis in the U.S. That's awesome. So um, these badges that, that um, some of these businesses can earn, um, what, what are some of the criteria that you think may fall under that, and when you hope to launch this program?
3: Yeah. So some of the criteria that a business must do to qualify for a badge. Right. Let's let's think about the community engagement badge is they have to benefit and uplift the community within three miles of their business. So they could buy goods and services from a local business. Right. They could um, donate to a local registered neighborhood organization. They could do a community cleanup, right? We know businesses are already doing these things. And so to qualify for a community badge, you would do 10 activities, right? And that would be every single year you'd be given that badge, right? And a shout out to Westward, right? They've been doing best of Westward for the last, you know, 25 plus years. And we got the idea that our businesses will also get a certification that'll hang in their business that says they've qualified for this community engagement badge and they'll have the files to be able to use that badge anywhere that they like. So really being able to create this idea in their community that they're giving back and then consumers by shopping with them will actually even make more of a impact in their community.
2: That's cool. Do you That's get really the
3: exciting. sense that,
2: Yeah, do you get the sense that a lot of these businesses the CBD hemp uh, businesses may be doing this anyway, and now they get to be recognized for it. Or are they going to go, oh, gosh, I have now I have something else on my on my plate to do?
3: (laughs) Well, you know, that's a great question. And with the businesses that I've already met with, many of them are already going above and beyond. Right. Unfortunately, though, they're having to come up with these activities from sitting with their employees and saying, what do we think would be the most impactful? Right. And so we really We're putting the onus on the businesses to come up with these activities and they were doing great. I want to say that the things that businesses have been doing, working with the gathering place to help women or, you know, creating community gardens. But now we're kind of helping our businesses with lists of activities in these different areas, right? No longer is it fill in the blank. Now it's going to be check a box. And you know that your impact is actually going to help your community diversity or sustainability because the city of Denver has done the research to ensure that these activities are going to be impactful.
1: Nice. (laughs) So Shannon, you may or may not know, but at, at MNC Communications, we're all former journalists. So that experience helps us prepare clients to take advantage of every media opportunity that comes their way by positioning them as industry leaders and experts who can really just give uh, some knockout interviews. And we call that part of our business Insider Media Relations.
2: Absolutely. So let's talk about that for a minute. Talk about the power of cannabis businesses sharing their story. So in this case, it's really sharing their involvement with the community and how that can really benefit them, help them really grow their business, help the community, help the consumer, help them as well. Yeah
3: when I started in the cannabis industry in 2007, there was 20 products, right? Maybe 20 brands and maybe 20 dispensaries in the entire state, right? Now, just in Denver City County, we have a 1,000 licenses and over 300 dispensaries, right? And then I'm not even talking about the amount of gummy brands on the shelf, right? And so there has to be a way for businesses to be able to set themselves apart. And we know that quality of the product is one of those best things. But when we now have so many high quality products on the shelf, things like community engagement speak to our consumers. In Colorado, we have a very, very diverse population of individuals who consume cannabis, right? And so a lot of those individuals are caring about social justice. They care about diversity and they care about businesses that are caring about investing for tomorrow, right? And so with a business sharing their involvement in cannabis cares, they are communicating to a consumer another level than just them speaking to the product that they're purchasing. Or it's also a way to kind of allow the bud tenders to have another way to talk about products right in this industry you walk in and that bud tender is gonna tell you what their favorite product is right and so hopefully now with the cannabis cares program launching in a few months a consumer can walk in and say i care about diversity and inclusion and so i'm going to pick a product that also cares about those things right so not just having that one sale to that consumer. But now they know that the brand and the place that they're spending their money with cares about the same things that they do, right? And now as cannabis consumers evolve, that's really what they're looking for. They want to give their you know, spending power to businesses that care the same things that they do.
1: I think you see that a lot too in um, the millennial and Gen Z, those who are of age in Gen Z, Um, to purchase those products as well. So I think that's fascinating feedback. So uh, earlier in the podcast record, you talked about how um, you met with some of the businesses and and talked about the program a little bit. So what's kind of been the overall response? Are people kind of beating down the door of your office to say, hey, I want to be a part of this? um, Or how are you kind of integrating them? And what's been the overall um, feedback from those um, hundreds of different Um, licenses that are available out there um, in the Denver city and county.
3: Yeah, the feedback has been overall awesome. (laughs) They're like, thank you. We are doing these things and we'd love recognition, right? Like I mentioned in the past, they were required to kind of... um, put down goals in community engagement, diversity and sustainability, right? And now we're actually expanding that because we saw businesses that were helping queer communities and they were actually helping by doing drives for uh, uh, supplies for unhoused individuals and none of those things they were being recognized for. And so by coming to them and saying, We want to hear what you're doing so that we can ensure that the activities that are impactful that you're already doing show up on Cannabis Cares. They're like 100 percent. And they're like, but then also when we showed them new activities, they were really excited being like, I didn't even think of that. And we love our business to be able to help this population or this marginalized community, right? We um, are at the point now where we're talking to nonprofits and service providers, individuals who can help our marijuana businesses fulfill these activities. And I think that's one thing that our marijuana businesses are super grateful for. For years, they've tried to give money to different organizations and different nonprofits. And we've really been said, Nope, no marijuana money can be spent here, right? And so what we're doing at the city and county of Denver is we're engaging the nonprofits that are like, hi, we'll take the dollars. We'd love the help. And we're going to introduce them to our industry. And that's a big piece that the industry, when we originally started talking to them, were concerned about, right? Was saying, yeah. I tried to work with a food bank in my neighborhood and they weren't willing to take my money because they were concerned because it was cannabis. Right. And so that's the one thing is people are super excited, but they want the resources. And so we're actually going to have a launch event on May 4th, where we're going to be introducing the industry to these nonprofits so that right. they can kind of help work together and gain uh-huh. the badges.
2: That's cool. The connection it, it's between, incredible. The yeah, between the businesses and those nonprofits. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, because I in so many cases, a lot of those cannabis businesses, they probably have a great nonprofit that's right down the street. They just don't know it. So to put them together, that's that's awesome. Exactly. So you, yeah, you mentioned that a lot of these businesses, these cannabis businesses, already they're already looking for meaningful ways to engage with the community. So it's, so we're talking about media relations here. Do, do you, with this program, with Cannabis Cares, do they get a you say a badge, do they get a sticker they put on their front door or something they put at the checkout stand and would you encourage them to show that off and, and is, that, is that meaningful for the consumer?
3: Yes, it's definitely meaningful. I kind of think of um, like a fair trade certification, right? Is that different products are going to have different symbols. And in cannabis, we just don't see this. And that's what we want our businesses to do with our badges. If you are a cultivation company, you know, maybe you are putting this badge on your website, on social media. And if you have the space, I understand it's hard to find it sometimes, but on that packaging, right? So consumers understand how you care about the same values. When I walk into a dispensary, I hope to see one day tons of certificates of businesses saying I've gotten the community engagement badge for the last five years, right? That's the, st- the type of engagement we hope individuals have with this program and then on top of that we hope they share their wins right we are going to share wins by press releases and yearly recognition events for the businesses that qualify but yes, we hope our businesses are sharing loud and proud that they are social equity supporters or they got the sustainability badge for the last three years and they care about investing in a better environment for tomorrow, right? This is one way that the city and county of Denver is hoping that we give some opportunities for media to our businesses and help them share their story of what they're already doing great and how this program helps them take that that next level
1: nice I think it, it dovetails nicely kind of in the third part of the um, conversation here Shannon and that's brand resiliency because CBD cannabis business owners they're constantly on the lookout for ways that they can strengthen their business and build reputation Resil- uh, resiliency in this program seems like a really great opportunity uh, to do so but in doing so you have an opportunity um, in any challenge that comes your way um, because this is an excellent way to kind of polish your reputation um, and you build trust in the public and and you build that reputation so that when a challenge does occur, you have a little bit of that to fall back on and say, Hey, you know, we've really been on the forefront of doing some great things in the community. Um, And a lot of times when uh, a negative happens, your customers will respond to that and they'll recognize the positive things that you've done in the past. and we call all that building a resilient CBD brand.
2: which, which works well. However, we know yeah, that a lot of these business owners, yeah, they're pretty swamped right. day Absolutely. to day. You know they got a lot on their plate, right? So we always encourage right. them. you know, hey, think about building those, uh, uh, those relationships, sharing those stories. And sometimes I'll think, well, is it interesting? We would tell them absolutely share mm-hmm. what you're doing for your community, what your background is. Have you seen examples in your travels when, when business owners do this it, where it works in their favor?
3: Yeah, so I'll actually bring it back to me, kind of outside of the work that I'm doing at the city and county of Denver. My company, Healthy Honeys, we did at-home cannabis parties for about eight years. And as part of that, I educated women on the benefits of CBD and different CBD products. But I always started with me. And I personally have been using cannabis since I was in high school for anxiety and depression. My brother was in the cafeteria during the Columbine shooting, and I had a lot of trauma that happened to me as a child. And through that, I chose cannabis to help cope with that anxiety and depression. And really, while using CBD, I cured myself of suicidal ideations and panic attacks. And so That's a lot. I know I just kind of dropped a lot on you, but by sharing my own personal story, I was able to have 200 women join my company and start selling my products and having my events all around the country. I was featured on the Today Show, and a big piece of that was my vulnerability and honesty about my own personal experience with this plant. I'm now a teacher, and if I was not willing, or a professor even, I'm not willing to be vulnerable with my students and tell them about my experience in cannabis, my students wouldn't be learning what's going to help them create their own businesses, right? And so kind of flipping that around, right, is thinking about a... Maybe a, a product manufacturer that is now hiring individuals that qualify as social equity applicants, people who have been arrested or convicted for crimes, sharing that story, that story of doing just that hiring will really, really help create brand resiliency, right? We know that that brand cares about marginalized communities. And just like my story of sharing about my anxiety and my depression, hopefully that brand sharing the story of connecting with their employees creates that resilience that we're looking for, right? One thing about cannabis is that it's still a new industry, right? I'm a pioneer being in it for the last 50 15 years. And so we still need people to share their personal story in business and personal story with this plant. And that's one thing that I believe created great brand resiliency for Healthy Honeys, but hopefully, kind of with Cannabis Cares, can also help create that brand resiliency for our cannabis and CBD businesses.
1: Yeah. Just being real. Yeah.
3: Just being real. I love that.
1: Yeah. And that may kind of lead into my next question. I think you may have already um, halfway answered it, Um, but how you can go about positioning yourself as an industry leader, as a thought leader, if you will. And I think your vulnerability um, kind of speaks volumes to that, Shannon. So instead of asking what tips do you have for them, my question for you is um, what tips would you have to offer somebody to be vulnerable, to tell their story, to kind of break out of that comfort zone that can be so difficult for people to stay in, um, even knowing that if they can break out of that, it may be beneficial to their brand, their business, and really the, the industry as a whole, you know, a rising tide lifts all ships, so to speak.
3: Exactly, and I think we know so many founders and so many CEOs have these personal relations, relationships with cannabis. Maybe their mother was really helped during breast cancer or their child has really been benefited if they have seizures, right? We know those stories have been told by the Stanley brothers and those things. And so my tips for being vulnerable is start small and slowly get bigger, right? When I first opened up about my personal issues, it was not to a group of 100 people or 100 students or to, you know, millions of people on national television. It was one, two people that were close in my life that I knew if I shared my story that it would help them. And so one of those tips is starting small and growing. But... Being more in the public with our cannabis stories is so beneficial because we don't know who can be benefited for that. I have a story of a friend of mine who passed away very early from pharmaceuticals. She was about 23. And one of my reasons for sharing my story about anxiety and depression is because I wanted to share Katie's story. This was this beautiful woman whose life was cut short because of pharmaceuticals and by you know- really getting that push to share her story, it also helped me share my story. And so a tip of you know starting small, but also kind of sitting down and writing what you want people to get out of your story, right? That can also help it be easier for you to present it to people, but also kind of help you understand that maybe some parts of your story are just a little bit of chit chat, right? And getting more to the point, but as a CEO, It's so important to be a creator of your business, but also a creator of your story. And you're the creator of your brand, right? And so by understanding that you become your brand and you getting your story out there is so powerful, that's that tip and that kind of resilience that I think our cannabis businesses, some of them are doing it, but we could see so much more of our CEOs putting themselves out there in cannabis. I think it would be great.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, and you're a great example. So we appreciate you sharing uh your story, your journey. Um, and you can see why that would that would connect with consumers and 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 help uh business owners out there. They're curious uh why you know you're in that in that business. And we're also excited about the new programs coming up with the city of Denver this spring, both with the consumer, for the cannabis businesses out there. So Shannon we want to thank you for joining us today on the Move This Stairs podcast. It's been fun.
0: Thank
3: you so much. And we'll have more information released about the Cannabis Cares program this March 2nd. Okay. And then we have our launch event on the 5th or the 4th of May. So I would love to see you guys there. And thank you so much for having me. It was so exciting to share the new details of our program with you.
2: Yeah, May 4th, March 2nd. We'll keep those in mind. Uh,
1: a wonderful conversation with Shannon. Um, but what, I, what I really liked about, um, you know, her her unique take on this is going from a business owner um, to working um, with a municipality, with a County um, and sharing her unique experiences with um, would be business owners and people who are business owners and trying to elevate that group of people. Um, And I think what's interesting here is she, she hit on something that um, if you know marketing and you know, your consumers, you know, that person a um, may buy from a company B even if company C sells the same product, uh, but for a little bit of less money, if company B aligns with person A's um, core values. And I yeah. think that's really important for business owners to know. So put it out there. You know, don't be afraid. Yeah,
2: yeah I, j- I jotted down connecting with the values of your customer. Uh, it it, it that, that, makes, exactly. that makes a huge difference. You're like, gosh, maybe I'm a small business. I'm going up against this giant over here that has umpteen outlets but if they feel some connection, know your personal story. Uh, she talked about insider media relations, talking about, you know, trying to set yourself apart. She said, be loud and proud, you know, tell the yeah. story. And again, we find so many times these businesses are thinking, well, is that interesting? Yes, the consumer yeah. wants to know what motivates you, why you're here and what you have to offer. So I think that's, that's good advice.
1: Yeah, and then lastly, um, you know, right in the realm of talking about your story, um, she shared her personal story and um, I, I think what really struck me, Mitch, is you, you covered um, Columbine, if I'm correct. Um, yes. When, when you were a news reporter, um, you know, the traumas that she had as, as a child and how she, um, you know, turned to um, cannabis products uh, as a means to, to work through some of those stresses and some of those anxieties um, and being vulnerable enough to talk about it um, and how she shared some of, some of her tips on how other business owners, um, and CEOs, she particularly called out, um, can work toward being in a spot where you're in a good space to talk about some of those more uncomfortable things.
2: Yeah. Being more real, being more vulnerable, as you, as you mentioned that you, you can often see it when companies grow the, 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 the CEO, right. she pointed out gets more and more protected and more, you know, they don't share. And so they're not as, uh, engaging maybe with the consumer so that's just it's it's a good point to keep in mind just be real be yourselves share with the consumer oh, i tried this this worked this didn't uh they they want to hear your story so that was it's um it's good advice she she's um yeah. obviously has a lot of experience in a lot of different ways so we appreciate uh, shannon donnelly the she's the cannabis process navigator quite the title for the city and county of denver we went up uh Say thank you to her for joining us on this Move the Stairs podcast. Thank you for listening. We hope you'll join us again for another episode of the Move the Stairs podcast very soon.
0: Thank you again for listening to the Move the Stairs podcast. You may be wondering where the phrase Move the Stairs comes from. It's my life's mantra and MNC's commitment to our clients. It's a nod to a defining moment in my television news career. You know, in news, you have to be first with the story, no excuses. And one night, I had to get the first TV news interview with a senatorial candidate after he accepted the nomination on stage. I noticed the stairs leading off the stage were taking the candidate directly to my competitors. But what could I do? So I looked around, and I noticed the stairs were on wheels. I walked over and bolted the stairs and moved them so the candidate walked off the stage right to my team first. At MNC Communications, our years in the media taught us there's always a way to move the stairs to make the best possible outcome happen for our clients.